0: I would argue that nothing happens by coincidence. They are trying to level the playing field. They are trying to bring down the West, and it sure seems that way to me. What is the ultimate agenda? Don't know. They're sick bastards. Whatever it is, and uh, making everyone feel that like capitalism is bad and evil, and we need to embrace socialism. And 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 um, you know, I'm, I'm afraid for the world our kids are growing up and Hopefully, people like us can can peacefully mount enough of a resistance where just through providing information to people that people wake up and, and stand up to this uh what you know is is very much a fascist dictator type of environment we find ourselves walking into
1: Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Andy Sheckman coming back to the program. He is the president and co-founder of Miles Franklin. And I've got to tell you, he is the best. I think he's he's just so good at analyzing what's going on with the global economy and with the central bankers and he, he's just really good. And he, yeah, of course he sells silver and gold, but that's not what he's here to talk about today. He knows he's gonna be selling silver and gold regardless, and that he's here to educate and inform people, and that's why I love him. And We don't even talk about the other stuff until at the end, because it's important that we give you that information, but this is going to be a really good conversation that you do not wanna miss. Be aware, this is a two-parter, it's long, my shows are long lately. I have so many good ones coming up. I hope you keep watching my shows. And by the way, if you're watching on Rumble, a lot of my shows are embedded in websites. If you get a chance, click on it, go to their main page and push the like. Um, just make sure you do kind of that stuff because on I know on Rumble, if I don't get a lot of rumbles or likes, the algorithm doesn't find me. And so please do that. And I know that I have so many embedded, it's embedded in most websites. And so people aren't watching it from their platform. That's why I'm not getting all the the likes that, that others get, because my show isn't watched from their platform. It's watched from embedded on websites. So get a chance, go there and push the like button, share my stuff. Also, I'm noticing that people are being unsubscribed to my newsletter. I notice I'm being ups- unsubscribed from people's newsletters too. So for some reason, It's going back and forth. I'm getting unsubscribed, so I know they're losing people they shouldn't be losing, and I'm losing people. For some reason, you are being unsubscribed. So if that's the case, and you're not getting a newsletter from me lately, please go in and try to resubscribe, and let's see what the deal is, because I'm just noticing a lot of people are dropping off. It's not me not sending out newsletters or dropping you. It's there's something happening, and I want to get to the bottom of it. I think it's just the reality of what we're dealing with right now. They are censoring in every way they possibly can, and that includes getting rid of my subscribers all over the place, and it's so frustrating, but it's the reality that we're in. So please go back and subscribe when you go to my website, sarawessel.com, and remember this is a two-parter, and let's get into this really good conversation with Andy Sheckman. Hi Andy, welcome back to the program.
0: Sarah, great to be back. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. And um I hope you're doing well.
1: I am doing well. I'm so glad to have you back because I got to tell you we you were one of the first people that I've interviewed and back in the day before you even had your own blog or your own uh podcast and I am, you know, God works in mysterious ways because after all those years, it's become clear that you're one of the best, if not the best analysts out there, because you look at things from such an objective, non-political, as much as you can, it's hard for us to all be you know, totally objective because we are, we view what we see, but gosh, the, over the years watching you, I'm just so impressed with how objective you stay and, and how broad you analyze things.
0: Well, that's very kind of you. Maybe it's my upbringing. You know, I grew up at a, in a home where my parents were hippies when I was young. <laughs> so, you know, a liberal side of, of living is something I understand. And I started my own business from scratch 33 years ago. I understand fiscal conservatism. I understand libertarianism. Being objective, being able to see both sides, I always felt, and I really appreciate your kind words, honestly, I do, I I feel that people who look at just one side of things, not only are they transparent, they're foolish, and I make the analogy to an attorney, if you're going to um, hire an attorney to, you know, battle for your life, you, you certainly want that attorney to know both sides of the argument, not only the defense, but also the prosecution
1: that's right and
0: i think i think it's important to be objective and i look at life that way because there's there's valid arguments in everyone's viewpoint may not agree with them but to understand it and to be objective is the key i appreciate your kind words but th- that is that is actually how i look at the world uh, every day whether it's something that i am for or not i try to find the argument that is being uh, levied And and look at it from both sides. It makes it much easier, I think, to objectively come up with, you know, truism. And uh, because you can't just understand one point, or you miss, you'll miss the boat, in my opinion.
1: I agree. And there's always multiple agendas, and trying to figure that out. I think running your building and running your own company really gives you a different mindset. That I know, because I've done my own as well, and I we I do my own. Um, but growing up in a liberal environment, a lot of people can understand that just by going to the universities. You know, if you went to a university, it's more of a that liberal environment. I suppose it's different than having your family be liberal. But, um, uh, you know, starting your own business after you go through that kind of environment, it really does give you a fuller picture, doesn't it?
0: It does. Uh, no question about it. And, um, you know, I've been being in this industry you understand, you know, one thing that, that I have understood about being in this industry more than anything else is that the liberal media is where the majority of the illusions are created, where the majority of the misinformation or half truths, as I call it, are perpetrated. Um, My, you know, I I won't, I won't call out this family member of mine who I love dearly. um, But this family member of mine is incredibly well-read and incredibly smart. Uh, I would argue just reads the wrong stuff and listens to the wrong stuff. And one of the lessons I've learned in this industry is to expand your horizons into alternative media like yourself and others out there who, who um, have shown a light upon so many of the things that are happening, A, a presentation that I give, I'll be giving in Vancouver that I gave at uh, the Rural Symposium here in Boca. Um, a lot of what I've been talking about for the last couple of years, I start out the presentation by saying, look, there are five mile markers that I'm going to mention in this presentation, five. And every single one, I want you to ask yourself, honestly, have you ever heard of this before? And if you haven't, it's unbelievable to me. Shame on the media, shame on the, the, the mainstream for not bringing into focus so many of the things that are vital and very important to to our um existence and the path that we are on and this is why part of the reason so few people are prepared for what's coming um even those that are well read they just read the wrong information and you know look we grew up in a world where we trusted the media, we trusted our government to an extent, I guess. Um, and, and I think that is, um, has ramifications where most people are going to be caught completely and totally off guard on many of the things that are coming and staring right at us because they're just not listening to the right information and uh, are focusing on the the wrong topics instead of what is so so very important, many of which you talk about daily, uh, in your in your in your blog and in your podcast.
1: Yeah, the priorities are all messed up. So, what are those five? Because you mentioned you have five. That's an important thing to hear. Because I say that to people too. I tell people in my family, if you don't know who, who or what the World Economic Forum is, then you are not being educated. I mean, you are not being informed. Informed is the right word. And not until recently has even Fox News even talked about the World Economic Forum. You know, it's just how do we get through this world with having so little information and being so ill-informed? It's because they're doing it on purpose. But what are those five? Because that's important.
0: Well, they are important. And I I don't want to go too far off of context because you know, the, the presentation I make is minimum 20, 30 minutes, but in essence- No, but the, just the, the,
1: just give us the, the five and then sure. they can go watch your presentation.
0: So you have, you have the reclassification of gold as the world's only other tier one reserve asset in 2019. Uh, at the end of World War II, the dollar was anointed the uh, world reserve currency and the only tier one reserve asset in 2019, after two years of massive central bank acquisition, uh, the, the the BIS, the Bank of Inter- International Settlements, reclassified gold as the world's only other tier one reserve asset. Um, this is a very big deal and explains why you are seeing massive gold acquisition by the central banks. In fact, this year, Sarah, it was the most amount of gold accumulated by the central bank since 1967. And um, It is, I think, very telling as to what we would expect to see pegging to a new system. The BRICS nations have already told us that they will issue a new reserve currency and it will be tied to commodities. And if you look at the acquisition of gold and the importation and production of gold by these nations, Brazil, Russia, Russia, China, India, South Africa, the BRICS plus nations, all of the other countries that have either pledged or um, have already applied for BRICS, they're all massively accumulating gold. Turkey, as an example, the largest purchaser of gold this year, or in 2022, they too have expressed intention to join BRICS. This is a big, big deal. Number two uh, is the Chinese Belt Road and Rail Initiative. And it's interesting, many of these things you and I have talked about before, and I will take pride in saying, I was talking about this stuff before anybody. And now everyone's talking about it and rightfully so, but uh, I will pat myself on the back. When I started talking about this stuff three years ago, nobody was talking about, but what is the Belt Road Initiative? And I asked people, did you know gold was the only other tier one reserve asset? Most people would say, no. Do you know what the Belt Road Initiative is? If you don't, you are missing a massive, massive amount of information. You got about 150 countries or so. The majority of the world has already signed on to the Belt Road Initiative. What is it? It's the largest infrastructure project in human history. And it is connecting Asia and Africa, parts of Europe and South America. It it is uh, encompassing a a minimum of 60 to 65% of, of human population, if not more, and 40% of global GDP before they industrialize this entire area that will be um, industrialized and connected with bridges and roads and railways and maritime channels and only being patrolled by military and commerce. It is the Panama Canal on steroids. But if you realize that all 13 OPEC producing countries are on the Belt Road um, and Saudi Arabia has just announced they're joining BRICS. Certainly this takes on a whole new significance in terms of ultimately what the petrodollar's reserve status uh, remains to be seen, I guess, if it, if it holds it, but I would argue we are moving away from it. And again, this is all part of a greater presentation. The third being, and I think there was no coincidence in the announcement. Um, and again, the fact that people don't know this is just crazy. You know, I often ask people, what, what makes the dollar the world reserve? And no one knows. I remember at the end of World War II, the dollar was redeemable by other nations um, for gold at a fixed rate of $35 an ounce. It was backed by gold. And the, this, this was the case from the end of World War II until the end of the Vietnam War, nearly, uh, where President de Gaulle from France realized that we were printing more dollars to finance the war then we had backing gold uh, at the treasury. So he called our bluff and sent warships to New York Harbor filled with dollar bills demanding gold at a fixed rate of 35 bucks an ounce. And we gave it to him. So much so that Nixon closed the gold window in August of 1971. It was supposed to only be temporary. It's never opened back up um, and it's it's rendered the currency fiat. So what, allowed the dollar to be world reserve was three years later Henry Kissinger went to Saudi Arabia and solidified the deal that hey to the to the Saudi kingdom hey we'll protect you before that privilege OPEC and Saudi Arabia will only sell their oil in dollars globally and no one will ever mess with you again ever the Saudi kingdom consider it protected Um, and they did and for the last 50 years Every country on the planet has had to own dollars, creating this synthetic demand for dollars. Because if you need oil, as every country does, you have to have dollars. And so that made the dollar world reserve, the protection of the Saudi kingdom. Well, I think mile marker number three there is no coincidence uh, that it happened the way that it did. You know, growing up, and uh, I graduated high school in 1988. So I was a kid of the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, the thought of leaving someone behind enemy lines, you you never would leave a soldier behind enemy lines, to me was horrendous. And the fact that they did that, and I'm a patriot, okay, so this might sound bad, but I was embarrassed to be an American that day um, because I thought that that went against everything that we stood
1: for. Um,
0: Not only our own servicemen and women, but equally as disruptive, and I think globally and and disappointing were the people who who uh, the Afghan freedom fighters who the people
1: um, who depended on who us.
0: gave their yes and and they trusted us that they would be given a, a, a ticket out you know when the time came and we left them there and gave their biometrics to the Taliban uh, this is tantamount to in my opinion treason um, and maybe that's the wrong word but. It was just disgusting to me. Well, there is no coincidence that um, the day after that, Russia announced a joint military cooperation agreement with Saudi Arabia. That's what we've been doing for the last 50 years. So now say what you want about the Russian conventional war. This is a country that has nuclear weapons. And if they are protecting the Saudi kingdom, uh, this is something that you really don't want to get into a, a, a real war with a country like Russia. The day after that, Russia made the same announcement with Nigeria. So you have the biggest and maybe the fifth or sixth biggest OPEC producing countries on the planet now being protected militarily by Russia. The day we left Afghanistan, this information came out. And there is no coincidence in that timing. The, the day after they announced it with Nigeria, on the third day, Russia announced globally that they have hypersonic ICBM missiles on their submarines, all of their nuclear powered submarines. That was their way of saying, don't even think of doing to us what you did to Saddam Hussein and, Q- and Gaddafi, because, you know, it won't end well. That was a veiled threat. This is a technology that the US has, doesn't have, not yet, anyway. Uh, the State Department claimed they're very concerned about it. These are missiles that go Mach seven or eight and hit the ground at the speed of an asteroid, and hitting the ground can't be knocked down. Um, but the bigger issue well, is. Let me that ask it,
1: you a question. Yes, go ahead. I I want to ask you.
0: A... Well, no, i was just saying that the the bigger the bigger issue, more than anything, is that we are being challenged for the protection of the Saudi Kingdom, and that and in and of itself is what has given the dollar. Um, You know it's it's hegemony and anyways it's it's a big concern so we'll get to mile marker four and five in a minute what was your question
1: yeah my question is okay we pulled out of afghanistan and then the russians did that and saudi arabia switched their allegiance now did we know that i mean that's the question i mean that what was behind all that that caused us to do something that is so world-changing
0: well, I think you'll get when I get to number 4, it and that's a question I often ask people. I say, look, do you think this was intended? And and people may say, well, why the hell would they ever do that? Because we're 30 trillion in debt on top of 130 trillion in unfunded liabilities, Medicare, Medicaid, government military pensions, Social Security in and of itself is 55 trillion underfunded. And a trillion seconds ago, Sarah, 31,688 years ago, when you talk 130 trillion in debt, most of it accumulated at the lowest interest rates in human history, you have to wonder one of two things. Are they that stupid to have in essence, um, uh, well, you'll see where I'm going with this, but are they that stupid or to, were they trying to find a villain? Because the unintended consequences of mile marker number four uh is or what were they intended the consequences you're beginning to see the reverberations and that was weaponizing the dollar against russia when you are the administrator of the world reserve currency it is not your prerogative to say you can use it but you can't um you can't do that that's for world opinion that is not for the u.s to decide and by freezing the assets of the uh, the Russians, uh, sanctioning them, kicking them out of SWIFT, um, I believe, has created a rallying cry, um, and you can see all of the countries that that are joining BRICS. It's unbelievable the number of countries that have signed up for BRICS. It's it's truly startling. Yeah. And so when you talk about the the consequences or the unintended, if you you know, if, if you really believe them and take them for their word uh, is such that um, we are seeing a move away from, from the dollar. And the number of countries that comprise not only the Belt Road, the Shanghai Corporation Organization and um, uh, the BRICS approach 85 to 90% of human population. And they are all moving together under a common rallying cry uh, against the hypocrisy uh the hege- the the um uh the hegemony uh the um the sanctions and then to make things worse you had the european union just come come out and say to the world we've decided to keep the frozen assets of the russians and mm-hmm. use them to rebuild uh the ukraine so you are seeing, uh, I believe, the whole world say, wait a minute, are we next? Uh, Saudi Arabia, are we next? China and their aspirations of Taiwan, are we next? Uh, and this is, a, a, I think, a rallying cry that is bringing everyone to the table. Um, that's the fourth mile marker. The fifth would be a combination of two things that put all of this together. That is, Um, the fact that the BRICS nations have admitted to uh, they are going to issue a new reserve currency and it will be tied to commodities. Let's call it 5A is Saudi Arabia's pledge to join the BRICS. You put it all together and what you are seeing is These countries, I believe, are the ones that are accumulating and producing all of the gold, amongst other things. We are told that they're going to issue a commoditized currency. We see the BRICS now joining, uh, Saudi Arabia now joining the BRICS nations. What you are witnessing is, I believe, for the very first time, the beginning of the end of the petrodollar. Um, Why would Saudi Arabia and OPEC, Remember, all 13 countries are on the Belt Road, which comprise in and of itself nearly 70 percent of human population. Put everyone together, these countries uh, are not moving away from fossil fuels. In fact, these countries are building more coal plants and and fossil fuel production facilities than anything. And they are embracing the new relationship with these countries uh, as we Tell the world that we, in in 10 years, won't need any of the oil that Saudi Arabia has for us because we are going completely green. Why would they want to partner with us? And, And so what you are witnessing is a new shift away from the US dollar, but the ramifications of that are tremendous. If all of the countries of the world no longer need to hold dollars to buy oil, what happens if Saudi Arabia makes an announcement that, hey, you know what, thanks for the memories, Thanks for the 50 years of protection, but along with our brothers and sisters on the Belt Road and the BRICS nations, we too are going to now move to a new settlement for oil, and we'll call it the new Petro Yuan, or perhaps, when formulated, the new BRICS currency, not dollars, and bang, like that, every dollar on the planet gets dumped. These countries will dump dollars, they hit our shore creating hyperinflation and interest rates spike to compensate for the massive decrease in purchasing power from a hyperinflated currency, which collapses stocks, bonds and real estate all at once. And when you talk about the Klaus Schwab Great Reset, is it possible? I don't know, you tell me. If you see that environment where dollars are dumped globally in a matter of moments, the dollar collapses, and the ramifications of that are spiked interest rates, kneecapping stocks, bonds, and real estate, which are all inversely correlated to a rise in rates. There's your great reset. Could it happen? Yes. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But seeing all of these countries move away from the dollar and what I would argue perhaps are intended consequences, finding a villain, it's those sons of bitches, the OPEC and Russia and China, they did this to us. Not us, they did it to us. It wasn't producing... Six trillion dollars and throwing it into the system and maintaining illusionary interest rates had nothing to do with that. It was those guys so I don't know wasn't intended Sarah maybe, or if not our politicians are not just uh, nefarious they're half brain dead because we are entering a period of time where I think uh, the dollar is in very big trouble as these countries continue to to grow and you know remember I said a rallying cry against the West. and the, the rallying cry is fighting against the hegemony, against the, um, the, the hypocrisy, the glue that makes it all work would be the pegging of commodities, and I would argue to a distributed ledger technology. The Chinese have issued the, um, their digital yuan now for over three years, north of 20 billion in settlements. That could be the rails to the new BRICS currency, and the key to it would be to show the pegging of what every single country has pegged, pledged to the new system. And what better way to roll out a a CBDC uh, than to do it with a commoditized backing and challenging the West for reserve? It would have, I think, a great appeal to a large portion of the world, and at the same time would really be catastrophic here. Uh, as countries dump dollars in, in a massive pace. So that's kind of the the five mile markers, most of which people haven't heard. And yet it's all verifiable and, and you can validate it all just by a simple Google search of every one of those topics that I mentioned.
1: Yeah, when I was in China, I did a Belt and Road uh, tour. That was the whole tour that I was doing. And it was incredible what you see and how advanced they are. And you wonder... Is the Klaus Schwab really just against the World Economic Forum? Are they really, is it their intention to move towards the East? Is that what they've uh, been planning all along?
0: I don't know if that's their intention or that would be the byproduct of it. I think uh, the intention is to um, certainly bring down the standard of living in, in the West um, and level the playing field. Um, you know, you'll own nothing, you'll rent and you'll be yeah. happy. Um, I, you know, I haven't dug deep enough into why he wants or why they want to do this, other than to say they want to have a, a system that is, you know, a one world government, uh, a new currency, if you will, uh, a digital currency that is programmable that has facial recognition that, you know, that that is a social score programmable and and they just want their thumb on top of everyone and i think you have to uh, break everything down and start from scratch in order to do that but you have to make the pain so severe that people will be willing uh very willing to accept a new central bank digital currency under the guise of it being a white knight coming in to rescue us from you know the the, the horrific consequences of of crashing economies and and uh, uh a crushed dollar so As awful as it sounds, um, it's pretty difficult to think of any other reason why he would say by 2030, you'll own nothing, you'll rent, and you'll be happy. Why will you be happy? Because maybe you lost everything on the way to 2030 in a collapse where what makes people feel wealthy in this country are stocks, bonds, and real estate. And the fact that they've lost their inverse correlation, that being stocks and bonds, they used to be inversely correlated, and they are no longer inversely correlated. And so you know this this is this is a it was it a coincidence or not as rates have been suppressed for so long and money made so easily available what you see are distortions in asset prices misallocations of resource and capital creating massive distortions in stocks and bonds and real estate and cryptocurrencies everything went parabolic what's the one way to bring everything down at the same time raise rates high enough and you'll see all all of the pillars of wealth collapse at the same time
1: well so i haven't figured out yet whether they are doing this on purpose and they're connected to the this whole initiative because it just seems so stupid what they're doing and purposely taking our country down or whether they or something else i mean i just i don't it seems like they're they're purposely doing this with them, but then I see evidence that they're not. What do you think? Do you think this is their purpose? And why would the United States go along with it other than through blackmail and because the people controlling the United States are globalists?
0: Yeah, I, I suppose for that's what it is. It's a globalist agenda. And um, you have to wonder why so many of the things that have happened over the last few years that the United States has been part of or took part in. Um, there are so many things that that are happening right now, Sarah, that I can't even explain. I mean, how did 5 million people enter our country illegally? And how can the government not care about our border? Um, how are we to believe that, you know, $130 trillion in debt, uh is is okay where you know most people don't know about the unfunded liabilities okay 30 trillion is that just no big deal um how about you know you see um things like uh supreme court justices who have their houses swarmed by protesters when did that become okay that's right Uh, or or the fbi censoring um you know channels and and um messing with elections, um, you know, how about when did it become okay to go into a Target store, ransack it and run out and no one do anything about it. Um, I, I mean, i go on and on and on. I know. When was it okay for for male athletes who identify as a woman to compete in NCAA swimming and and destroy the women swimmers and, and it's okay. I mean, look, say what you want, men and women are built differently and it's not okay to, to, to pretend it's not, um, at least as it pertains to athletics. Uh, I can go on and on and on and I, I don't wanna go down a slippery slope, but you know, how about our, our illustrious speaker of the house tearing up um, you know the State of the Union speech on, on TV. When did all this stuff happen and become okay? The world is just a place where our constitution can be shredded over a virus. Where are the checks and balances? And so was it intended or are they really trying to bring down the house? Sure seems like they're trying to bring down the house. It seems like they're trying to bring um, down
1: the house because it doesn't seem like they possibly could be this stupid.
0: Right. Right. Uh, I couldn't couldn't agree more. And if if they are that stupid, that's even more frightening. But it almost seems as though their actions, and in particular the weaponizing of the world reserve currency, the the ramifications of that are severe. Uh, and, you know, why do you think China hasn't been buying our bonds? They've been dumping them to the tune of almost two hundred billion dollars over the last ten months. Why? Because they don't want to be next on the chopping block. And all sorts of countries are joining together because of this hypocrisy. Um, and what makes it work, not only is the, the, the commonality of, of the mistrust for the U.S., but the pledging of commodities to a system that gives everyone equal say at the table. And I think that's what will get the ball rolling as it pertains to the BRICS nations.
1: But do you think they will get an equal to say at the table? I mean, the way that they have it set up is that way. I mean, it looks better on paper, but will it be?
0: Yeah, not only that, they have a revolving presidency. It goes, you know, there isn't one central president. It revolves to the leaders of every nation. And yeah, it is the only way that it works is you pledge it to commodities and everyone who wants to join has to have, you know, commodities pledged to the system. How do you show the world the system? Simple. You have a new distributed ledger technology that shows this country pledged this, this country pledged wheat, this country pledged oil, this country pledged gold, you know, and and it's perfect. Uh, the One of the finance ministers of Russia said, we are issuing a new global reserve currency and it will be pegged to a basket of commodities. And he didn't just say gold, even though gold has been reclassified tier one or a high liquid high quality liquid asset hql which means it's the same thing as cash um it's happening and that's how you make it work by by pledging commodities to a system that revolves presidencies amongst the nations and gives everyone equal say um it, it it certainly seems like a better plan than what we have right now and certainly you know you can see that by by our administration and the bumbling mistakes that they have made, and the consequences that they will have—that it will have—I believe—is exactly this coalition that we are seeing. These countries are are, are flocking, including other countries like Egypt and yep, Turkey, yep. and you know, countries that are traditionally very Western-friendly uh, are now leaving the Western alliance and moving to the BRICS nations. And I That's think exactly. this yep. is just the very beginning.
1: Okay. Well, so this is inevitable. I I just see it as inevitable because that's what all the countries are doing. But what I am confused about is it it seems like we're purposely destroying our country. And uh, do we want to be on this or is it just, and and if the globalist wants to be on this, then it doesn't seem to be right for what the globalist behavior has seemed to be in the past.
0: Well, there's no, at this point, there is, you know, there is no, um, there's no uh, clue, I guess you could say that we want to be part of it. We're not part of any of the um, infrastructure plans already. So, you know, we're ambiguously, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're not part of the Belt Road Initiative. That's first and foremost. And you know, you have, you have literally 150 countries on the Belt Road. Um, do we wanna be part of it? I don't know. I think it's, gonna, it's going to be something that we hope we're part of, but we're at this point, we are very conspicuously, I should say, um, not part of the plans. And you're dealing with the majority of human population, 85% when you put all these countries together, and those that are not part of it are the, the broke insolvent Canada, US, Australia, United Kingdom, parts of the European Union and Japan, and we're all broken insolvent. So, you know, I, I think that um
1: everybody fighting for Ukraine.
0: All... That's right. Well, and then, you know, when you when you see the 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 frozen sanctioned funds by the European Union being pledged to the Ukraine, when you see uh <clears throat> two brain-dead senators who proposed pulling the, the Patriot missiles from the United Arab Emirates and and um, Saudi Arabia, the promise that we made to Saudi and OPEC that will protect you guys and redeploying them on the Ukraine border is ridiculous. Um, when you see all of these Ukrainian soldiers in the United States right now that are training with the new Patriot missiles, is ridiculous. I mean, we're we are this close to being in, in World War Three, and no one acknowledges it, you know, if it were the other way around, and this is maybe a bad analogy, but if Mexico was the Ukraine, and we were Russia, and right. Mexico was infringing upon us, can you only imagine if Russia came in and gave $100 billion to Mexico, um, provided military intelligence and sophistication on where to drop the, the Stinger missiles that they've provided and where to deploy the drones that they've sold to them, um, that intelligence, isn't that pretty much a declaration of war after we they've frozen our assets and now voted to keep them and give them to rebuild Mexico? I mean, the point is insane, really. It, it's I, it's I really insane, the hypocrisy of it all. And this is, you have to ask yourself, is this intended? Could we be that stupid to not think that there's gonna be blowback by this? And I I would argue that um, it's intended and they are looking to reset the system and to have a villain and a scapegoat for the pain that will ensue until they come in with their new central bank digital currency and uh, save the day by giving everyone, you know, free stimulus. The number two person at the Fed.
1: Yeah, but they won't be able to hold on. Even if they are doing this on purpose, they, the belt, all the other countries will already be established on their own. That's what I don't right. understand. How they could possibly see this as a good uh, strategy?
0: Well, I, I think it it it's not a good strategy, and I don't know if they plan on having, you know. Uh, um, that whole section of the world and then this whole section of the world. Look, as far as I'm concerned, Sarah, we'd be a whole lot better off bringing back every one of our soldiers from around the world, closing all of our military bases, protecting our border, reinvigorating our, um, our, our manufacturing base, um, our ingenuity, and the the hell with everybody else. Um, we I have agree. enough natural resources here to take care of us. Uh, yes, it may be painful. Yes, it may cost more money. Yes, you may, may see some corporations not making the crazy money that they always do by outsourcing things. But so what? Um, and I don't. I think that's more pie in the sky. But look, the bottom line is is that I don't know how well this was thought out. But what you are seeing, I believe, is a direct result of the actions that the the West has put on. And, you know, the bottom line is the only way that this ever works again is to find a currency pegged to commodities, and the best would be gold. Um, Otherwise, no one will ever drink the Kool-Aid again. And But maybe because the debt burden is so colossal, the only way to reset is to blow up the debt and find a villain to blame for it all happening. And then, you know, the Nasara Jisara thing, don't know if that actually plays out the way a lot of people think it will, because remember someone's debt is someone else's asset. But if everyone loses everything at the same time as the dollar is, is forsaken and rates skyrocket and everything collapses, if this is that one moment where everyone is under tremendous pressure and pain and stress, well, okay, fine, all that's forgiven, we're starting over. Could that happen? I don't know. Maybe a lot of people think it can, but you have to ask yourself what the hell are they thinking if that's not partially part of the plan? Blow things up so badly that we start over. And uh, because remember, a trillion seconds ago, 31,688 years ago. I mean, look, how about the fact that they have this 1.75 trillion omnibus bill? We're already broke and insolvent. And I don't know, Four, five or $500 million goes to, to protect the borders of Oman and, and Lebanon and all these countries, but specifically in the writing says not one penny can go to the US border security. And what the hell are they thinking? It's like, are you that stupid that you want to just allow 5 million people to come across our borders, but yet we want to spend money that we have to print or borrow to protect countries that mean nothing to the United States? And I don't know, you have to ask yourself, is this intended or is it just stupidity? And I would argue that nothing happens by coincidence. They are trying to level the playing field. They are trying to bring down the West. And it sure seems that way to me. What is the ultimate agenda? Don't know. They're sick bastards, whatever it is. And uh, making everyone feel like capitalism is bad and evil and we need to embrace socialism and, and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm afraid for the world our kids are growing up and hopefully people like us can, can peacefully mount enough of a resistance where just through providing information to people that people wake up and, and stand up to this, uh, what, you know, is, is very much a fascist dictator type of environment we find ourselves walking into.